You're listening to the Bonfire Podcast, fanning the flames of the gospel to the ends of the world. Come on, let's dive into the Word. Well, welcome into the Bonfire Podcast, everyone. We are so glad you're joining us again this week for uh, this episode. If you are a first-time listener, we want to thank you very much for coming uh, and listening to the Bonefire Podcast, and we would encourage you uh, to like and subscribe and go back and listen to some of our previous um, episodes and kind of get caught up to speed on where we are. And if you're a long-time listener, we want to, again, thank you for your support and your, continue, uh, your continuing to, to listen and to download, and we really appreciate that, and we hope that this is um, something that you're getting a lot of benefit out of. And, you know, t- uh, today, Dad, I see that there's going to be uh, probably three groups of listeners that are listening to us. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be those who have uh, been listening for a long time, and they're just getting this episode because they've subscribed, and that's great. Uh, there's going to be those who stumble upon this episode just because it's out and about in the World Wide Web, right. and they find it. And then there's going to be those of, of you who are listening who happen to scan the QR code on some of our uh, promotional uh, material, and you landed here at this episode. And I want uh-huh. to welcome you, if that's the case for you. Uh, this episode is really being tailored to you. Uh, this, is, this is the whole reason why we're recording this particular episode. It's for everyone. We want everyone to listen in and enjoy, but we're really uh, thankful for those of you who use that QR code to be uh, brought in right here to uh, this episode of the Bonefire Podcast. Well, Dad, uh, on this week's episode, uh, we're going to be addressing another tough question. And, you know, I didn't think about it until just now. You know, last week we addressed the question of who is Jesus Christ. Right. And this week we're going to be talking about the question of why is the world broken? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, already knowing what we're going to be doing for the next couple episodes, I feel like we're just going to be addressing a bunch of questions over the next several weeks. Right. Uh, big, heavy Weighted questions. And uh, again, today's episode is all about why is our world broken? And, you know, I would ask our listeners uh, today to just think uh, to themselves and answer the question, do you feel like the world is broken? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very hard to to look around you and you just turn on uh, the local news. You can turn on a social media feed. You can do uh, any type of uh, reading uh, of some type of uh, news publication. And it's very easy to see that we live in a broken world. That's right. And uh, it seems that the world may be more broken now than it ever has. I don't know if that's truly the case, but mm-hmm. you know, for us in this time, it does seem like it's the worst that it's ever been. That's right. Um, and that may just be because this is all we know. Mm-hmm. But I, I just made a list here of just some things that I thought, uh, thought about when I thought about our world being broken. And, and when I think about a broken world, things that happen in a broken world are, are wars. Mm-hmm. We've got so many wars that happen. Uh, You know, there's this country fighting this country, and there's rumors of wars, and there's nuclear arms race, and all of these things happening all around us. Uh, That's a sign of a broken world. There's violence. Mm -hmm. There's so much violence. There's looting. There's burning of buildings. We're seeing that play out right here in the United States. That's right. uh, In some of our major cities. Uh, They've been on fire for like two months in the evenings. Racial division. Racial divisions. Uh, Racism. um, Hatred. Mm -hmm. You know, just seems to be that that everyone wants to hate somebody else because Mm -hmm. they don't look like them or they don't come from where they come from or they don't believe the way they they believe, you know, there used to be a time where it seems that we could have a disagreement of opinion and it would be okay, but that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. It seems That's to be right. that just hatred has taken over. There's a big problem of homelessness, and and think about all the refugees throughout the world who have been dis- displaced from their homes, and they're mm-hmm. literally living in tents or shanties as they try to find somewhere where they can settle. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's murders mm-hmm. um, just running all over the place, and terrorism. 
mm-hmm. um, political unrest. Uh, we're right here in election season in the United States, and uh, I, I would say we've got some political unrest happening right now That's between right. The, the powers that be. And then, uh, of course, terrorism. You know, we've had a lot of terrorism that has happened in our world mm-hmm. in recent years, whether it's um, Islamic-based uh, terrorism or whether it's um, other forms of it. It happens mm-hmm. in all all different shapes and sizes. It's just signs of a broken world. Right. And when we look at it at a personal level, I got to thinking about to, to an individual, what type of brokenness do they see? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this world's full of heartache. Life mm-hmm. is, is hard. That life is hard. And yeah. uh, it, life can be very painful at times and, and, and can hurt. There are broken marriages. Uh, there are divided families. Uh, there are major financial issues and, and just heavy uh, healthcare issues. And some of that leads into then financial issues because trying to afford the care that's needed. There's uh, mistakes that you made in your past that just continue to weigh you down. There's uh, wounds, you know, from where you have been hurt uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in the past by someone or something mm-hmm. uh, that just continue to come around. And then there's this whole massive problem of, of mental illness uh, that's happening in our world of depression. Mm-hmm. and the darkness that's associated there. Those are some things when I think about the brokenness of our world. And, yeah. you know, it's it's a really sad state to, to look around and see a world that's so broken. And it begs the question, why is our world broken? Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're going to try to address today is, is, is that question of why is it broken? But people living in a broken world, we as humans, we like to fix things. Mm-hmm. And uh, as, as living in a broken world, and you may say broken people living in a broken world, we try to go and fix it and we try to get out of this brokenness. Mm-hmm. And that leads people down all kinds of different paths. That's you know, right. You've got people who try to, to, to heal the pain or numb the pain with alcohol. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they go to drinking and, and, and consuming that to try and take away pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we... Uh Sometimes people think, if I could just make more money, then I'll be happy. Oh, yes, and yes. And that's not true. Ch- chasing uh, success or, or climbing some type of uh, ladder in their profession. Uh, maybe it's getting additional degrees or uh, initials behind their name, whatever that may be. And then some people try to, to um, use other substances, right? So we talked about alcohol, but then there's also uh, drug addiction and just um, maybe it's people using relationships mm-hmm. and trying to find happiness in other people and fix the brokenness by going out and maybe finding a, a new mate or a, a new person to be with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in all these different uh, situations, most of the time that person who's seeking to get out of brokenness, when they finally get to what they thought would fix the brokenness, right? they just realize they're more broken than they were when they started. That's exactly right. That's right. Brokenness leads to brokenness. Brokenness leads to brokenness. And, you know, again, it begs the question, why is this world broken? And when you start asking people that question, you kind of get different responses. And um, I want to go through some of the responses mm-hmm. that, that people have given. And this kind of classifies different beliefs uh, that may be uh, in and around the world. And and there may be some of our listeners that ascribe to one of these beliefs. You know, some say that the existence of evil proves that there is no God, mm-hmm. or at least not a benevolent or an all-powerful deity. You know, it's easy to think, though, uh, when something bad happens that we should just throw God out. That's kind of an mm-hmm. understandable uh, na- impulse, but it doesn't solve anything. No. And it surely doesn't address the question of why is the world broken, mm-hmm. and it definitely doesn't offer any type of resolution or solution to the brokenness. Mm-hmm. You know, many hold a a naturalistic view, uh, worldview, which argues that this is a material world Mm -hmm. and that all that is in it is just material. 
Um, and they would say the world is exactly the way it's supposed to be. Yes, it's broken, but they, but what do you expect uh, from a universe that runs on blind processes and survives by chance and adaptation? Mm-hmm. That's one view. You know, the the noted uh, atheist Richard Dawkins, he wrote a very uh, cynical uh, quote here that explains it like this. He says, in a universe that is blind, uh, has blind physical forces and genetic replication, some people are going to get hurt and others are going to get lucky. You won't find any rhyme or reason to it, nor any justice. The universe that we observe is precisely has precisely the properties we should expect if at the bottom there is no design, no purpose, mm. no evil, no good, nothing but blind, pitiless indifference. He had no hope. He had no hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's probably a little bit more jaded and 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 uh, in uh, despair than most folks. Others argue that maybe this is just a a problem of society's failure. Right? We mm-hmm. we just as a group of people, we should be more educated. We we should have better uh, uh, economic status. We should have better jobs. We should have nicer neighborhoods. We should um, you know make everyone on that level playing field. Redistribute the wealth, mm-hmm. and then that will fix all of our problems and everything will be uh, just fine. We'll have, you know, overall better health and overall better lifespan and everyone will live in unity and harmony. But, you know, that doesn't uh, answer the question either. Mm-hmm. And it, it surely is in stark contrast because some of the world's most brutal dictators and some of the world's greatest swindlers actually came from well-educated and, and well-off families. That's right. And That's so right. that can't be the answer. You know, I saw a, a quote here that says uh, Osama bin Laden and some of his uh, radical uh, Muslim uh, friends actually were from very affluent and well-educated backgrounds. That's right. But yet they still enacted terrorism on this world. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, crime doesn't necessarily um, eradicate when criminals move from uh, the cities to the suburbs. It still happens. Still others argue that the world is broken because right and wrong are determined by collective groups of people, maybe a culture, society. And and when these two cultures just don't collide or don't agree, that's when we mm-hmm. get this kind of brokenness that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And, and you could say that maybe answers some of it, but it still doesn't offer a solution mm-hmm. to what we're seeing right now. Yeah. A broken relationship with God has led to all of the brokenness in the world, every bit of it. A departure from God's design is what's led to all of this. I'll tell you, when God created the world, one of the first things he did was he created, after he created the world, he created man to live upon the world. He created one man by the name of Adam and his wife Eve, and they had a wonderful relationship with God. They lived in the Garden of Eden. They lived in paradise. God allowed them to be sort of the rulers over paradise, under him, so to speak. Uh, They were the ones that named the animals. They had access to everything God created. He created it for them, and he created them for him to have a relationship with him. Well, God told Adam and Eve, especially Adam, and he said, Adam, now you can partake of the fruit from any of these trees in the garden But there is one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, Adam, the day that you partake of this fruit, you're going to die. Now, God gave man a choice. You know, God could have made Adam like a robot to where he was programmed that 
he would respond to God exactly the way God wanted him to respond, that he would love God because it was programmed in Adam to love God. But love is something that is supposed to be of a free choice. And he gave Adam, the first man, a free choice to love him and serve him or not to love him and not serve him. Adam certainly told his wife Eve that, hey, we can partake of all the fruit in in this garden. We can enjoy it. God made this for us. But you see this tree, that tree represented the freedom of choice. And if we partake of this this fruit uh, that God has told us not to, we're going to die. And there's a penalty for disobedience, and that is death. Well, of course, I think many of you that are familiar with the Bible, and and you don't have to be a Christian to be familiar with the story in in Genesis. Muslims uh, believe the story, too, I understand, of of God's creation of man and woman. And, And many believe that God started with two people, and from those two people came the rest of the people on the world. Well, Adam and Eve, one day they were in front of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and Satan beguiled. Eve. He tricked Eve. At at the time, Satan appeared to Eve in the form of a serpent. Now, we believe the serpent not to look exactly like the serpent today because the serpent in punishment was made to crawl on his belly. So some people think that he was one of the most beautiful animals in all of God's creation, probably a winged serpent, a beautiful serpent, appealing, not scary. I, I see a snake, I want to run. But that obviously was not the case for for the serpent in the beginning. And so Satan... Uh, took spoke through the serpent. He told Eve, you know, go ahead and eat of this fruit of the knowledge of the good and evil. You, and and Eve basically said, no, if I do, I'm going to die. Well, you're not going to die. He deceived Eve into disobedience. And she looked at that fruit, and it, it was appealing to the eye. And it looked good, maybe that it would taste good. And, you know, under the right circumstance, uh, him tricking her, he she reached out and she partook of that fruit. And we don't know if it was an apple, but she partook of that fruit and she ate. And then she gave to her husband and he did eat. And they both sinned. Sin is disobedience. It is breaking God's law. And when they sinned, their eyes became open and they realized that they were naked. Now, it's very important to understand they were naked beforehand but they didn't perceive themselves as naked because they were covered by the glory of God. And so that glory departed from them. And they realized their sinfulness, and they hid themselves, and they uh, sewed together leaves to cover themselves, their private parts, and because they knew that in the evening God came down and walked in the garden and had fellowship with His earth children. You see, that is why God made Adam and Eve different from the other creatures. He created Adam and Eve, the Bible says, in his own image. Now, God is a spirit. And so he created Adam and Eve. He gave them a spiritual dimension that he didn't give his other creatures. You know why? So that they could recognize God and have a relationship with God, one spiritual being to another. That's why they were created in God's image. But that image had become marred. Uh, sin had entered into their life. God came down to fellowship with them. He knew they had sinned. God knows all things. We talked about that last week. He's omniscient. He basically said, Adam, where are you? And you know, he knew exactly where Adam and Eve were hiding. His question was was more 
pointed. It was more like, Adam, where are you in relation to me? Your relationship with me has been severed. It has been cut. Uh, We have become separated because of sin, disobedience on your part. God is holy, and there is no sin in God. Man is sinful. Sin created a barrier between between man and God. And of course, as a result of their sin, God made them to leave the Garden of Eden, and they were never allowed to come back into the Garden of Eden. Now, some people say, well, that doesn't seem to be fair. Why couldn't they go back in the Garden of Eden? Well, number one, that was that was the punishment for disobedience. Number two, the tree of life grew in that garden, and God did not want them right after they partook of that forbidden fruit and sin to partake of the tree of life and live perpetually in their sin. So God made them leave the Garden of Eden. Now, God created us to have a relationship with Himself. That's why He made us like Himself, to be a spiritual being. His design was for us to have a loving relationship with Him. Now, I'm, I'm talking to people out there today. You know what it is to have a loving relationship with people. Now, most of you out there have a loving relationship with your parents. You do anything for your parents. Your parents will do anything for you. You have a loving relationship with your children. You know what it is to have a relationship with another that you love. Now, some people, uh, they don't they don't have good memories of growing up in home, or they've had a marriage that was very bad, brokenness once again. But we know what having a wonderful relationship is all about. God meant for us to have a relationship with Him. He made us for Himself to have a relationship with. And we, when we sinned, when we went against God's plan, God's design for our life, uh, that brought about brokenness. Now, sin, I want to tell you what sin is. Uh, the little children in our good news clubs and our elementary schools, they'll tell you that sin is anything you do say or think that displeases God. Very good definition. Sin is also missing the mark. God intended for man to be holy like him. Uh, God intended for man uh, to be righteous. But just like a person pulls uh, the string on a, a bow to launch an arrow. If he's aiming for a target and misses the target, he misses what he's aiming for. That's what sin is. We miss God's goal, God's purpose, God's design for our life, which is to have that unbroken relationship with Him, that loving relationship. It means to trespass. I think perhaps you were a kid maybe, and uh, you wanted to go fishing in your neighbor's pond, but your neighbor had a sign on the tree that says, No Trespassing. And so that was a warning to you that I don't want anybody on my land. Don't cross this line. Don't go past this sign. Well, God has got a no trespassing sign. The no trespassing sign for Adam and Eve was that tree that would lead them to disobedience if they partook of that fruit. And they trespassed. Uh, They stepped across the line with God. Now, I know there are people out there today that that is what you've done. We have all done that. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Matt, that's you and me too. We've all sinned. And the Bible says that the wages, the end result of our sin is death. And of course, you know, death leads to separation. Uh, Sin separates us from God. 
Naturally, that's why Adam and Eve had to leave the Garden of Eden. That proved the point of what sin does. It leads to separation from God, not only in this lifetime, but in the lifetime to come. And sin, once we depart from God's design, and hey, I want to say God's got a design for everything, not only just for us to have a relationship with Him, but for our total lives, our marriage, our families, our work life. But we've all rebelled against God and departed from His design for us as human beings, and it's led to brokenness. So, Dan, I want to recap what you're saying here. And so we've established, and I believe every one of our listeners would agree, that we live in a broken world. Mm -hmm. And that brokenness, as you're explaining to us, is what we believe as a Christian worldview is that this is not the way it was intended to be. That's right. We were created as, as humans to have a relationship with God, to worship and to walk with God. That's right. And it's when we try to do things our own way and we go against God's way. That, and we depart from what he has for us. That is what we're calling sin. And you did a great job of explaining exactly what that sin is. It's anything that we say do um, that displaces God right. and goes against God's will. And it's that sin that leads us to the brokenness that we find ourselves in and the broken mm-hmm. world. That's right. And, and so that is the two points of view that we have is we have a broken world. And then we have the contrast of God's design. And God's design was not meant to be that. His design was perfect for our lives. Perfect. Perfect. You know, Dad, it just, um, in looking at the contrast between our broken world and the way that God plans it to be, it would be such a sad uh, state if that was just the facts that that's it, that mm-hmm. there's a broken world and that's the, not the way it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But there is good news that yeah. we need to share with all of our listeners uh, today is that God saw through time and, and he said, you know what, I, he saw this brokenness that was coming sure. to the world. He saw that as that sin entered through Adam and Eve and it was then ultimately passed down to generation to generation mm-hmm. all the way to you and mm-hmm. to me and even to my child. Mm-hmm. We have that sinful nature. He, he planned a way that we could be reconciled and we could mm-hmm. move from this brokenness back over to his design and his purpose. And it, when we study the Bible, we learn that that's called the gospel. Mm-hmm. And can you share with our listeners, uh, what does the gospel mean to you? What is the gospel? Well, the, the gospel is a good Bible word, and it means good news, good news. And it is good news that God did not want us to remain in our brokenness. Hey, that's why God wouldn't allow Adam and Eve to go back into the garden and partake of the tree of life. He didn't want them to remain in the brokenness that their sin led them to. He had a plan to bring man back into himself. And that plan involved him sending his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, God in human flesh. Jesus came to this world and he lived a perfect life according to God's design. He's God in human flesh, but on his human side, he never uh, departed from God's design for mankind. He never sinned. He didn't choose to do things his own way. He did things the right way. He never disobeyed God. And Jesus came to this earth not only to live a good life, but he came on a rescue mission to rescue us, to do something for us that we could not do for ourselves. And whereas our sin calls for punishment, you know, I said the wages, the end result of our sin is death, separation from God. Jesus came, Jesus who knew no sin, he came and he went to a cross to be punished in our place as our substitute. Now, a lot of the 
the kids out there that may have happened upon this podcast uh, can certainly relate to this. Sometimes your teacher is not there when you get up in the morning and you go to school and there's a different woman or man sitting at your teacher's desk that your teacher might be sick or the child's sick. That person is the substitute teacher. I had plenty of them. They can give you homework and they can make you obey just like the teacher did would make you obey. But the substitute fills in for your teacher. And Jesus became our substitute. That is why God became man. And to show us how to live, yes, but more than that, to become our substitute and to die the death that we should die, that we deserve to pay the penalty for our sin. You know, Jesus, before he was placed on a cross where he w- where he died. That was the way people were executed back uh, during the first century. Uh, Jesus was beaten with a whip, and his back was was beaten and just ripped to shreds, uh, bloodied, bleeding. His beard plucked out, beaten the face by the fist of the Roman soldiers, made to carry the weight of a heavy cross, fell under that weight. Eventually, uh, made it up the hill with the help of another person, and then they drove nails in his hands and feet. All the more cruelty. And they left him hanging there, suffocating, bleeding, and dying. And at that point, that is when God the Father transferred all of my sin, all of your sin, those of you that are listening to us today. Matter of fact, the sin of the whole world was placed on his only begotten son's shoulders. And he carried that sin and paid the penalty for that sin for us. Now, some of you that might be listening out there to this podcast may come from a Jewish background. And of course, you know, in Judaism, long before Jesus came, uh, lambs, perfect, flawless lambs were brought to the temple and offered up by worshipers as a sacrifice for their sin. And they presented that sacrifice to a priest who would who would kill that lamb and the sins of that person were 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 placed upon that lamb and the blood of that lamb covered that person that was a worshiper's sin but it only covered their sin temporarily all of those lambs laid on levitical altars and slain by the millions over hundreds and hundreds of years they all pointed to they all represented the lamb of god who would one day come jesus christ who would take upon himself the sins of the world and die once and for all for all man's sins god the father couldn't even look at his son when he was on the cross of the world became black at the cross and there was there was a uh, thunder, lightning, there was an earthquake, you know. It was like creation was revolting against this crime of this innocent Son of God dying. But He came willfully to die, to offer Himself up that we might not have to pay the penalty for our sin, our sin that separates us from God, that that sin might be taken out of the way so that we could have a relationship with God. Now, It's important to know this, but I also want you to know that Jesus did not just die. He was not just buried, but he came back to life after three days. And you know what's so important about that? I don't know about you, but I don't know of a soul other than knowing about Jesus that died 
and was buried and three days later come up out of the ground. He's the only one. He proved through his resurrection that he was who he claimed to be, as we talked about last week, the almighty Son of God, the divine man that left heaven and came down to this world to do something for us we couldn't do for ourselves, to 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 be punished, to pay the penalty for our sin so that we wouldn't have to. And so today, because he's alive, he can fulfill all the promises that he gave those that would receive him and repent and receive him, that he would take them to heaven, they could be with him. That relationship with God that was once severed can now be repaired and can be restored by putting our faith in what Jesus did. Now, it's not just enough to know what Jesus did. We need to respond to what he did. And and there's two ways to respond. One is to repent and the other is to believe. Share with us what that means to you, Matt. Yeah, so when we repent, we turn from our sins and we, we say that we recognize that we are a sinner and that we have done these wrong things against God's will and God's design. And we are confessing that we we get that we're broken, right? And that we need His help. And right. we do a couple of things. It's a it's a turn of direction. So we're going in one direction, a sinful direction, or a direction of disobedience. We're going to turn from that. And we're going to go the opposite direction. Right. We're also going to have a change of mind. We're no longer going to think the way that we thought before. We're no longer going to do the things that we did before, and we're going to have a change of heart. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to again. Uh, pursue those things that we were once doing. That is what repentance means. And then we got to place our belief and our trust and our faith in Jesus Christ and what He did for us on the cross at Calvary. Right. And so, and you know, John three sixteen. That's one of our our favorite verses that says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes right in Him shall have eternal life." Right. And so we need to place our faith and our trust in Him and believe that. Jesus is who he said he was. Mm-hmm. That we, we talked about that at our last podcast. Who is Jesus Christ? He's the Son of God. God in human flesh came to this earth to take upon himself the sin debt of the world. And once we believe that and we claim that and we confess that we are sinners and ask for, for forgiveness of that, mm-hmm. then we become Christians and we become in a right standing with Jesus Christ. That's exactly right. And, you know, going back to that word repent, I want you to understand that the word repent means several things. Number one, it means to change your mind. In other words, to agree with God about your sins and how your sin has brought hurt to God and damaged your relationship with God when God loves you. And so you need to change your mind about your sin. And it also means to change direction. In other words, turn around. Take, for instance, uh, soldiers are marching in one direction. Uh, The drill sergeant is having them to go uh, to the right. And then he says, to the rear march. He wants them to turn around from going to the right and then go to the left to change direction. If you really believe Jesus is who he claims to be, the Almighty Son of God, if you really believe that he did what what I told you he did. He died to pay the penalty for your sins. I want to tell you folks out there in podcast land, then out of gratitude for what Jesus did for you, who else has ever died for you? You'd be willing, you should be willing to turn away from the sin that that caused those nails to be driven in our Savior's hands, to turn away from those sins and to live your life to please God and include God in your life all the way. And you know, we're not saved by being good. Uh, the Bible says, for it's by grace we're saved through faith, not of ourselves. It's not of anything we do, our goodness. Uh, it is the gift of God. Salvation is a gift, but I want you to know out there that a gift 
someone might offer you a gift, but for that gift to be yours, you have to reach out your hand and receive that gift, accept that gift. Now, Jesus died for all. He's not willing that any should perish. He's offering everyone that's listening to us today the, a free offer of salvation, the forgiveness of sin, eternal life with Him, a restored relationship with Him. But it is up to you to receive it. And if you really believe that the one giving you this gift is the Son of God and He did that for you, then you'll turn from those sins. You'll stretch out, stretch out your hands in faith and accept what God has done for you. And, you know, to repent of sin means also that you will receive Him as Lord. Now, that's the one that you're going to live for and that you're going to obey. You know, there's no such thing as salvation without lordship. You have to bow the knee and trust in Jesus that He knows the best thing for you and submit to His will and live for Him. You know, you want to get out of that brokenness. The only way to get out of that brokenness is to be restored in your relationship with God. That's exactly right, Dad. And, you know, you, you mentioned uh, several times we talked about the word saved, and I always uh, want people to ask the question of saved from what? And mm-hmm. and we're saved from the separation of God, right, because our sin puts us in, yeah. in separation from God. We're saved from death, right, because the wages of sin is death, and we're saved from a real place called hell. Right. And, you know, that's what we're going to talk about on our next podcast. We're going to go into a little bit about what hell is, but I did want to make sure that everyone understands that we're not just saying that you're going to be saved from a broken world. You're going to be saved from your despair, from your uh, uh, lifelessness, you're uh, your on a road to, to death and separation from God from all of eternity. And uh, that's what you're going to be saved from. Right. And we've kind of touched on it. The resurrection is such an important part of mm-hmm. the gospel, Dad. You know, it, it's it's great to know that God sent someone here to save us and to die on the cross. But the fact that he came back to life, mm-hmm. he proved that he had power over death, hell, and the grave. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you and I have a potential to get off of this rock alive. That's, that's the right. way I like to say it, is, is at the end of our life, we all have to think about when we draw our last breath, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Is it over? Is that it? Yeah. Or is there something more? And there, I believe, and I... And and I would say everyone has that that um, kind of drive in them and that understanding that there's something more at the end of life. And that's what we're talking about here. Salvation uh, gets you into eternal life, into a relationship with the, the Heavenly Father. Uh, you can go and be in heaven with Him and, and to worship and to live in harmony for all of eternity. That's right. And that's something major. And hey, Dad, you, I got something I want to throw in here real quick. Uh, that word saved, you know, that's got to be my favorite Bible word. And it means to be saved, as we've been talking about, from something. And you mentioned those things, hell, etc., the uh, brokenness in life. But it also means to be saved for something. And and you touched on that, too, you know, yeah. for that restored relationship with God. You know, when I think about uh, that word saved, if a little boy is out in a pond and he's swimming and his little buddy's fishing on the, on the, on the bank, and uh, the little boy that's swimming gets a cramp in his leg, he starts to go under for about the third time, and he, he splashes in the water and he says, help save me. He's sending a signal to his friend to throw down that fishing rod and come out here and get me out of this water before I drown. Something bad happens to me. Yeah, that's being saved from something we're saved from hell but my wife when she'd go to the grocery store she'll buy milk and she doesn't come home and put it in the cabinet because it's spoiled in the cabinet she puts it in the refrigerator you know why she's saving it for something good to put on my cereal and so god uh, sent his son jesus to save us from hell etc but also to save us for heaven and we will talk about heaven coming up pretty soon too that's true and also to save us 
from self-destruction to save us completely, to save us, give us eternal life, life that never ends with him. And I'll tell you what, people that give their hearts to Jesus and they become uh, new creatures in Christ Jesus, if their fathers, their new fathers, if their wives are new wives, you know, sometimes it goes even beyond that saving their marriage, saving their family. God wants to save you. You know, Dale, we were talking about uh, recover and pursue, and and from a recover standpoint, I want to share my two favorite scriptures when I talk about um, someone who's accepted Jesus Christ, because this is what's what's happened to me um, and my accepting of Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. The first one is Second uh, Corinthians um, uh, chapter five, verse seventeen. It says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that means they've accepted Christ. Christ is in them, and and they are in Him. Um, he is a new creation. The old things pass away, and behold, all." things become new. Yeah. And so if you're living in this broken lifestyle and you're living in a broken world, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you get a new start. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people would turn down, I don't know if anyone would turn down an opportunity for a fresh start, a right. new start. Mm-hmm. You know, we love, uh, and particularly in the United States, the thought of a new year uh, mm-hmm. that comes around each year because it gives an opportunity to have a, a new start, a, a new beginning. Well, that's what happens when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's the mm-hmm. best New Year's ever. That's Right. Uh, because you get a new start and a new trajectory in life. The other uh, scripture verse that I want to share with our, our listeners um, is um, Ezekiel 36, and this is uh, verse 26. Now, this is Old Testament, uh-huh. but I love this verse. It says, I will give you a new heart, and I will put in a new spirit within you. I will take out the heart of stone um, and give you a heart of flesh. And so uh, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you get a heart transplant. That's right. And that's that's an amazing thing. You, you take that old, crusty, dark heart, um, and it gets replaced with a heart that's just as fresh and anew, and it has love for those around you. It has compassion for those around you. And a lot of these things that we talked about from brokenness are healed when you get a new heart mm-hmm. and, a new, and, a, and a new direction in life and that's that right. fresh start. And, and so that's, that's the recovery aspect mm-hmm. uh, of when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We're able to recover. And then it, we talk about pursue. That takes us back to God's design. Then we can travel back toward where God intended us to be in that relationship with Him, having a, a walk with Him and being in communion with Him. And when we do that, we begin to see that the, the pieces of our life kind of come back together. Now, I want to be very, very clear. Um, Dad, I don't think you are, and neither am I, um, trying to proclaim a a, uh, a rosy life for a Christian because if you read the Bible from cover to cover, mm-hmm. you read the the uh, table of contents in the front, you read the glossary and the index in the back, mm-hmm. this Bible never says that life of a Christian is going to be easy. It can be tough. It's it going to be, be tough. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying, and we're, you're not saying that this brokenness is all going to be solved and that you're never going to have any hard times and you're never going to run against obstacles in life. You're going to have those. But I can tell you as a Christian, my worst day as a Christian is so much better than the best day as a lost person. That's right. Because when I face these hard times in life and when the storms of life come, I'm anchored and I'm centered in to God. And I understand that although there's all this noise and motion around me and chaos going around me, I know that that's not what's in the end going to matter. Yeah. And I can see beyond that. And I have that, again, that uh, just anchor to cling to. And that's God in my life and his will for my life. Right. You know, Matt, a lot of times people create their own brokenness. If they're cantankerous at home 
and throw fits, uh, and it leads to a brokenness in their relationship with their spouse. You know, they created their own brokenness. But when God gives you a new heart, you don't create your own brokenness anymore because God puts love in your heart for other people. You become uh, a person that that seeks to solve problems and and a person that loves other people and accepts other people for their failures and prays for them, and a person that's not fighting and at war. People fight because there's a fight going on inside them. Mm-hmm. God changes us on the inside. The brokenness that we create because of our sin, that minimizes and minimizes as we grow in our faith in Jesus Christ because he changes us, and we don't cause that brokenness in our family. Now, there can be people that disappoint you and hurt you, but I'll tell you what. Even when those times come, nobody can steal the peace that's in the heart of a child of God who's in a right relationship with God. Nobody can take that peace away, and nobody can do it. The world didn't give it. The world cannot take it away, mm. cannot do it. That's right. And, Dad, you were talking about giving a new heart and how that changes a person. And I just went back to the verse in Ezekiel, and he, and he says that you will have a new spirit mm-hmm. uh, within you, and that's the spirit of, of Jesus coming to live in you, the Holy Spirit. That's right, Holy uh, Spirit. Coming to live there. And when the Holy Spirit comes to live live in your life and you were uh, in relationship with Jesus Christ, you begin to give off some weird, uh, well, not weird, but it may seem weird to those around you, fruits. Lord, yeah. What are, what are those fruits, Dad? Peace, love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's nine of the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. There's nine aspects or parts of the fruit of the Spirit. And uh, like I said, when when God creates those things in your life, you're not the one that's creating a brokenness in your life anymore because God has put uh, you ability in you to be kind and gentle and loving, things that weren't necessarily there before. That's right. Not like they are after Jesus comes in, at least. Yeah, so much of that brokenness that we talked about, those fruits of the Spirit, when they become in your life, then you're going to see a complete change in yourself, and then you're going to see a change in the people around you right? Uh, just because you're going to be a different person right. once you've accepted Jesus Christ and you came back into uh, God's design. And, Dad, there's one last thing that I want to make sure our listeners understand is once you're in God's design, it doesn't stop there. You don't just stop and say, okay, I'm a Christian, I'm done. You continue to grow. You continue to to learn and to study and to get closer, and you find that the, the, the closer you get to God, the more you want to get closer. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more you read in the Bible, the more you want to read, and you just grow in this hunger. And then you find that God calls you to go. Mm-hmm. So you got to grow, and then you got to go. Where do you go? You go back into that world of brokenness, and you share the good news of the gospel. And, you know that's what we're doing, Dad. We've we've been in this circle. I've I've been in that circle. Uh, the three circles that we're kind of talking about right now. Mm-hmm. I've been in that brokenness. I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'm pursuing God's design in my life, and part of that is I'm to go and I'm to spread the good news of Jesus Christ to the ends of the world. And I'm doing that through the Bonefire Podcast. That's why mm-hmm. we're here recording this right now. Right is because we're fulfilling the go portion that God's called us to do. Mm-hmm. You know. Listeners, if you're out there and, and you've been listening to us and you feel like this is resonating with you and you you, you feel like this this makes sense and it, it offers some answers that you've never had, I would encourage you today uh, that you would accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Uh, we've talked about it. It's very simple. You have to turn away from your sins. You have to repent and say that you recognize that you are a sinner. You have to place your belief and your trust and your faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for 
for um, uh, you on the cross and you confess that he is Lord in your life. There's got to be that Lordship, Dad, that you spoke about there. And then once you've done that, you're going to get the new heart. You're going to get the new start. You're going to get the new spirit. And you're going to get those fruits of the spirit coming on and your life's going to be changed forever. It's a real simple process uh, to to just ask Jesus to come into your heart and to do those things. Mm-hmm. It's a simple prayer. We call it the sinner's prayer. Mm-hmm. And Dad, I was wondering if you would just uh, lead uh, as we pray us out of here that you would do sure the sinner's would. prayer so that there may be someone that may want to to uh, say that sinner's prayer. That's right. You know, Matt, I want to add before I do the sinner's prayer that I know people out there that are listening today that there's plenty of them that, yeah, they have money, they have the education, they've got all these things that they pursued uh, that they were hoping would would feel that innermost need in their life. But they even after they get these things, they still feel that there's a longing for more, for more. Well, listen, what that longing for is for God. When God created you, He created you for not only your spirit to live within that body that uh, that your spirit lives in, but there's room for God's spirit. And he wants to come and live inside of you and take control of your life. Regardless of what happens, loved ones pass away, things like that's going to happen. It's common to man. But God will give you peace. God will give you his joy. And we don't live for this life down here. We're living for the one to come. And if you want to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins, it's just simple. The Bible says that if we would confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. And we already told you what saved means. So you need to pray and confess with your mouth today. And if you're... uh, Listening to this podcast, I encourage you to pray out loud. I mean, you don't have to, but you're definitely going to use your mouth to confess Jesus to other people. That goes along with being a Christian. But just ask God to forgive you, like Matt said, to come into your life, change you, and 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 tell him you want him to be Lord. I'm going to pray this prayer I prayed when I was 10 years old. And my pastor helped me to pray that prayer because I wanted I wanted to make sure I wanted to get right with God. And uh, and I understood what Jesus did for me by being in church. And this is that prayer. And I invite you to pray along with me. This is the sinner's prayer. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. And I need to be saved from the consequences of my sin. I put my trust in what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary to pay the penalty for my sin. Therefore, I accept Jesus as my Savior. Out of gratitude for what Jesus did for me, I am willing to turn from my sin right now and put Jesus as the Lord of my life. Please forgive me of all of my sins. Cleanse me. Wash away those sins. Come and live inside of my body and take control of me and make a new creature out of me and take me to heaven when I die. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, we want to um, just say congratulations. Welcome into the family of God. I'm I'm very proud to call you a brother or a sister in Christ. If you made that decision today, we, we want to hear about it. We'd love to, to hear from you. You can reach out to us by contacting us on our Facebook page, Bonefire Ministries Facebook page, or you can email us at bonefireministries at gmail.com. We're not going to sell your information. We're not going to do anything with that. We're just going to pray for you. We're going to celebrate uh, for you. And uh, if you need some help, 
knowing what the next step is in your walk as a Christian, we'll be glad to do that as well. So please reach out to us and let us know that you made that decision. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bonfire Podcast. We encourage you to subscribe wherever you stream your podcast content. Also, be sure to rate us on iTunes and Facebook so that others will know about the podcast. If you have a question that you'd like to see us address on an episode, feel free to email us at bonefireministries at gmail.com.